Talk Radio. Meet Oliver Schwab. He is the managing director of the World Economic Forum. His sister, Nicole, is a member of the executive committee for the World Economic Forum. In July of 2021, she said that COVID was a huge opportunity to have their great reset. I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before. Their father, Klaus Schwab, is the founder of the World Economic Forum. Seven years ago, he announced plans to start tracking the entire population and merge everyone with a central machine, what he now calls the Great Reset. The Schwab family is working together with other families because that's how Team Evil works. You can call them the Illuminati if you like, but they have no official name and they are not illuminated. There is no telling how many family bloodlines are involved, but they keep it in the family for three main reasons, and they all have to do with power. First, and most simply, as a way to gain and maintain their fortune. Secondly, is to carry out long-term secret objectives. These families use insurance companies and private trusts to protect their own fortune from the fiat debt-based system that they created and to generate the kind of money needed for a hundred-year plan. The older generation outlawed natural medicine, introduced petrochemical pharmaceutical drugs, and polluted the environment. And now the younger generation is here to fix it with their totalitarian Great Reset. It's a multi-generational plan that works because of family loyalty and also because of the third reason why they keep it in the family. Trauma-based mind control. Most victims of the CIA's trauma-based mind control program, MKUltra, have come from families with a history of child abuse because multi-generational child abuse makes a child more susceptible to mind control. And most of the characters we see as world leaders are not only actors on a stage, they are oblivious because they have suffered a lifetime of abuse and mind control. The overwhelming majority of people on Team Evil are not all in on it. They simply do as they are told. They follow orders and they don't ask questions. These families see having children as a means of gaining power and wealth. They see their own children as property, as slaves to do the family's bidding. But perhaps it's more like a cult than a family. Nearly a million child orphans were distributed throughout America and the Commonwealth in the late 1800s by an international secret society called the Odd Fellows. Delivered primarily by train, many of these orphans were born in private homes owned by the Odd Fellows and their offshoot, the Daughters of Rebecca, an all-female Masonic organization that featured symbols of mass breeding and fertility. Philip Eugene de Rothschild says that the Rothschild family alone has produced over 100,000 children in these secret breeding programs. 
Most of the U.S. presidents during this time were Freemasons. Four of them were Odd Fellows. And at last count, 34 U.S. presidents are directly related to Charlemagne, King of the Franks, who is believed by these Illuminati bloodlines to be of the Merovingian bloodline, a genetic set that they highly value. And Team Evil has always been obsessed with genetics. So it really isn't that strange to point out the similarities between Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro, Angela Merkel and Adolf Hitler's mother, Barbara Bush and Aleister Crowley, or even Obama and Akhenaten. The only way these families and their abused mind control minions are able to control the rest of us is by dividing us. And if we the people could change that, then we could change everything. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, InfoWars.com, band.video. Well, they've done it again, folks. Yes, they have indicted Trump the 900th time that'll be our main story today of course we'll be taking your calls on all of that and we'll start off with a bunch of a bunch of videos we'll show you statements about the indictment the response from donald trump statements from some of the other people involved as well as i don't know well i guess we'll just go we'll just go through the list the list of things that make this indictment utterly ridiculous. But let's begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 2nd of August, 2023. Special counsel charges Trump with conspiracy to defraud the U.S., Former President Donald Trump was indicted Tuesday on charges he conspired to defraud the country he used to lead and attempted to prevent the peaceful transfer of presidential power to Joe Biden. Quote, the purpose of the conspiracy was to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 election, presidential election, by using knowingly false claims of election fraud to obstruct the government function by which those results are collected, counted, and certified, the indictment from special counsel Jack Smith's office says. The indictment marks a historic moment for a nation less than 250 years old, the first time a former president has faced criminal charges for trying to overturn the bedrock of democracy. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. uh, Sorry. Overturn the bedrock of democracy. <laughs> I'm I, I mean it is funny. It is funny when you think about it when you think about the hordes of deep state agents manipulating things behind the scenes and then calling themselves the bedrock of democracy. It's just ridiculous enough to be hilarious. Uh, a free and fair election. Uh, while Trump's failure to reverse his defeat was a credit to the guardrails of that democracy. The ability to prosecute him may renew the stress test of, on the constitutional design. The allegation that Trump used, quote, dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to subvert the 2020 election with pervasive and destabilizing lies about Russian collusion. I'm sorry, about uh, election fraud. Sorry. Sorry. It's just when you read this and uh, you think about what happened from 2016 to 2020, it's, it's odd that 
that shockingly, like everything perfectly fits with uh, the Russia collusion narrative, right? Destabilizing lies, dishonesty, fraud, deceit to subvert the 2016 election. And it's, it all makes perfect sense when you think about it as uh, if in case they were charging the, the Russia collusion creators, manufacturers, liars that created that debilitate, uh, destabilizing and pervasive lie. But, um, but I'm sorry, we're talking about, about Trump here. Sorry, it comes after a sprawling investigation that included testimony from dozens of White House aides and advisors ranging in seniority up to former Vice President Mike Pence. The indictment accuses Trump of taking part in three criminal conspiracies, one to defraud the United States by using dishonesty, fraud and deceit to obstruct the electoral vote process, two, to impede the January 6th congressional proceeding at which the collected results of the presidential election are counted and certified, and three, against the right to vote and to have that vote counted. He's due to be arraigned on charges on Thursday. So again, we will show you the statements from hitman Jack Smith, Merrick Garland, the response from Trump, as well as Vivek Ramaswamy. Lots of videos to go to here in this first hour. Meanwhile, in response to this, Matt Green, or I'm sorry, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green and Matt Gates renew calls to defund Jack Smith over latest Trump indictment. Representatives Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene are renewing their calls to defund the office of special counsel Jack Smith, who on Tuesday indicted former President Trump on charges stemming from his efforts to remain in power following the 2020 election. Trump was charged with four counts on Tuesday. Uh, Gates, a staunch Trump supporter, introduced the bill to prohibit federal funding for Smith's office shortly after Trump's announcement, an effort he renewed calls for on Tuesday as news broke of Trump's indictment. A quick reminder that the only notable accomplishment of Jack Smith's entire career up to this point has been when he charged the former Virginia governor with corruption, got a conviction only for it to be unilaterally and unanimously overturned by the higher courts because it was utterly baseless and fraudulent. However, it had the intended effect. That is, it destroyed the governor, the former governor's political career, bankrupted him left him a political non-entity uh, despite the charges being fabricated and the conviction being overturned. That may be what's going on here. It's also just very odd to be in America at a time when the federal government can appoint a special counsel to just go after a guy for whatever. The election tampering in Georgia, uh, January 6th, the riot. Uh, claims about the election, the 2020 election. I just go get him on something. I mean, that's literally what's happened here. This is not one accusation about one event that they put a special counsel to investigate. They literally just gave him carte blanche to just go after Trump for whatever. And uh, he's doing that. So uh, regardless of the outcome of the myriad indictments that have come down so far, the point of it is to stymie Trump's political agenda and destroy the actual democracy that this country still clings to. Meanwhile, all of this, most of it, the primary purpose of all of this is to keep the deep state alive, which of course thrives on, relies on, demands endless, very expensive horrifying and, and extremely useful war. It's all about war. No breakthrough yet in Ukraine's counteroffensive. 
if Ukraine supporters were hoping for a breakthrough after Kiev's forces made a push in the southeast of the country earlier this week, they were sorely disappointed. The latest attack, which saw Ukraine throw in thousands of Western-trained reinforcements to drive south from the town of Ornikiv, has not yet yielded significant results, U.S. Defense Department officials told NATSEC daily this week, with one noting that the gains being measured in the hundreds of meters. Ukraine now has 150,000 troops committed to the operation across three axes of attacks, including multiple Western-trained brigades, said one of the DOD officials, who, like others interviewed for this newsletter, was granted anonymity to discuss operational details. But Kiev is still keeping a number of forces in reserve as soldiers continue probing heavily mined Russian defenses for weak spots. And, of course, we covered yesterday the revelation made by the Hungarian foreign minister that the EU has already agreed to fund the Ukraine war for the next four years. So we can expect this back and forth trench warfare, World War One style slaughtering thousands over a few feet of land for at least the next four years or so. So we'll keep that money flowing, keep the blood flowing and uh, keep the deep state in power for, for that much longer. Uh, meanwhile, from Fox News, Hospital Insider warns trans kids on hormones frequenting ER for harming themselves and cry for help. At Maine Health, one of the largest systems in the state, an insider says, who's familiar with patient care information, says transgender children who are taking hormonal pharmaceuticals for uh, chemical sex changes are subsequently showing up with serious mental health crises, including psychotic breaks from reality in acute emergency settings. The source made their concerns known to Do No Harm, an organization seeking to restore the medical field to science-based care. Patients with psych emergencies are admitted to the emergency room in severe scenarios when urgent stabilization is needed. Psych-related emergency room visits are due to the patient being in danger to themselves or others, verbal threats of violence, hallucinations, cutting themselves, and attempting suicide. So again, just to just put a little bow on just how utterly mad everything is at this point. And it really is crazy. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more later. But finally, we have this story. BlackRock MCI and MCI, MSCI rather, are being investigated by House Select Committee on China. The House Committee alleges that BlackRock, while not breaking any laws, facilitates flow of U.S. capital to Chinese entities. BlackRock Global Fixed Income CIO Rick Ryder uh, discussed how rising interest rates could affect the bond trade. Uh, U.S. House Committee is launching a probe into BlackRock the largest asset management company in the world, and about how they are draining American resources and sending them directly to our enemies in China, something they've been quite open about doing for some time, using ESG laws and climate change rhetoric to completely eliminate American financial power and therefore sovereignty. We'll be back. Two of our best-selling nootropics, or brain boosters, are now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And for a limited time, they're 50% off when you get them together or 40% off when you get them individually. Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra. Two separate formulas. They both give you good, clean energy without the crash. One is a four to six hour good base of clean energy, again, with no hangover or letdown. And the other is a very special proprietary formula. That's Brain Force Ultra that hits really, really quick. And I love it. It wears off in two to three hours. So if I've got to work at night but don't want to stay up all night, I can take it at, say, 9 o'clock at night. i got to stay up till midnight working, doing a radio interview or something. And boom, or, or, or writing an article or writing a book. And then I get two, three hours of energy and they can go right to bed after it. Brain Force Ultra, Brain Force Plus, both 50% off by themselves or 40% off individually. 
A lot of people love these products. They've got five-star reviews. But if you haven't tried them, you really should. 50% off InfoWarsStore.com. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of bee pollen, a gigantic dose of highest-quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWorkStore.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com. 40% off, about to sell out. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. Journal Infowars.com band.video. Of course, the Trump indictment is top on our list today. We have the full indictment here, all 45 pages of it. We'll go through that here in just a moment. Let's start with some videos. First, we'll go to Special Prosecutor Establishment Hatchet Man Jack Smith. Clip number 11, uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith described the Capitol insurrection as an unprecedented assault that was fueled by lies. All of this, of course, uh, surrounding January 6th, the dust-up, the great meandering, the wandering through of the Capitol. The event at which a million Trump supporters showed up to Washington, D.C., there was about 45 minutes, brief scuffles, when the police started firing tear gas into a totally peaceful crowd, and it ended with five protesters brutally murdered by police. And this, of course, is being treated as a armed insurrection, despite nobody being armed, there not being any plan or you know, predetermined goal in place other than to contest the results of the 2020 election, which is the reason that everyone was in town. It's kind of a funny thing. Even people that are like conservative, like pretty up to date, like follow politics. I mean, it's a simple question. What were they doing on January 6th? Why were they there on January 6th? Why was the Capitol occupied on the 6th of January, 2021? The obvious answer is, to certify the election. Well, why do you need to certify the election if it's a foregone conclusion, if it's not possible to not certify the election? The only reason that they were there on January 6th was to register complaints and, if necessary, launch an investigation or send the election back to the legislature. I mean, it's self-evident what was going on. It's bizarre that people are acting like this is unconstitutional, that's not a thing. It's like, why have election certification 
if you have to certify, if the only thing that you're going there to do is just certify. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to get the entire Congress and the entire Senate into a building to just watch the certification happen. No, that's when you lodge complaints. That's when you make claims of inconsistencies, potential voter fraud, and then at the discretion of the vice president and with the approval of the houses of Congress, you could have a 10 day investigation period. You could send it back to the States. There's various mechanisms you could use to try to remedy the, or, or address the claims of voter fraud or inaccurate vote counts or whatever the case may be. And it's happened before in history. So again, it's, it's odd that people are like, well, but the election was done and that, that's it. You, you were, there was nothing they could do. It's like, then why were they there on January 6th? whole point of going there was to register complaints. whole point of a million people showing up was to show that this was not some fringe, like four people in the country thought that uh, the election was fraudulent. It was actually probably the one of, if not the biggest protest in American history in D.C., bigger than the Million Man March, because this represented a mass movement of tens of millions of people across the United States with a million people actually able to show up there. It really is amazing um, that they're doing this in such a, a blatant way. I guess it's nice as a, as a fan of history, we get to experience what it must have been like under the Soviets or, or the Nazis or something, right? Um, maybe people can't comprehend that, like, you know, when the Soviet Union, when you were reading the Pravda newspaper or whatever, you know, they wouldn't just be like, uh, yeah, these people are, are getting in the way of our evil plans, so we are disposing of them. Obviously, they had the same sort of setup. Well, we're, we are designating a special prosecutor who will be totally independent. We'll get to the bottom of this. Like, you have to dress up your corruption in the language and, and symbols of legitimacy. That's how it works. So that's just what's happening here. It, it couldn't be more obvious. Uh, Jack Smith's entire persona is just like evidence of this. He's done this before, as we discussed in the Daily Dispatch. Destroying somebody's political career over false claims that were eventually thrown out. And he was overseas, uh, you know, working for the UN for a while. And then he was recalled and basically given the task, just just get Trump, get Trump on something, whatever, you know, three or four investigations, all completely separate from another from one another, but all under the purview of Jack Smith, apparently. So let's go now to this comment from jack smith will play trump's reply on the other side but here is uh, clip number 11 uh, special counsel jack smith describing the uh, indictments here it is good evening today an indictment was unsealed charging donald j trump with conspiring to defraud the united states conspiring to disenfranchise voters and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding the indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, was an unprecedented assault 
on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. Oh, yeah, they killed four or five they innocent people. put their lives on the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege. Oh my God, the self-satisfied, self-congratulatory back-patting. Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable how blatant this is. All over January 6th, what is this, the 100th trial we've Tell had about Tell us about this? the products, how we support you, how we support all of ourselves, and the big event coming up. Well, yeah, let's, the first one, you obviously can go to MyPillow.com, use that promo code Alex, and you can get all these great discounts on all of our products, and just by visiting the site, you're going to get a $20 free gift emailed to you immediately. And there's the, the biggest special we have right now, the 20-year anniversary MyPillow for $19.98 for the queen size, normally $69.98. We're celebrating our anniversary with what my employees do, love doing best. Producing and making the my pillow and the model of businessmen and women with can-do know-how using the money for Americana freedom to fight the globalists is what they fear. That's what the deep banking is about. That's what the financial attacks are about. That's why we've got a rush to support mypillow.com and infowars.com plus their great products at both places because we are the tip of the spear. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news. Today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I don't want to give our enemies too much credit, but you have to admit that they really pulled this off. Not just the stealing of the election. You know, it was my contention early on that they would steal the election in a way. And again, it's like, I don't know if I want to, again, give our 
enemies too much credit, but I thought of this. Could they not think of this? And do they not have the power to, to pull something like this off? Cheat in the election in such a way that it's obvious that they cheated specifically to bring about a intense response. I, I know. I know it sounds crazy, but it's, it's quite literally what happened. They cheated in such a blatant and forthright way that, of course, the Trump supporters are going to get angry and rise up. Like if they cheated in a way that was convincing, in a way where everything went smoothly and it just actually looked like Joe Biden won, you know, there probably wouldn't have been a big pushback because, you know, all of this is predicated on the assumption that, for one thing, the 2020 election was legitimate, which it obviously wasn't, and that all of the claims of voter fraud were originated by Donald Trump himself, and that was the only source of it, which is odd because for those of us that were actually watching the election with a critical eye, like we were pointing out the inconsistencies, pointing out the fraud before Trump even made a statement. So like how how could it, it – just, none of this makes any sense. And again, when you read the indictment, if you just think about it in context of the Russia collusion narrative, it actually all makes perfect sense. And it's funny – as you read the indictment, how far they're stretching. So let's just – I get, we'll go to Donald Trump's statement here first. We'll go to a couple more videos of statements, but then we'll read the indictment and actually explain what I'm talking about here because it says things like – like it's weird. It's, it's like uh, despite having lost, the defendant was determined to remain in power. Uh, he spread lies about – there having been outcome determinative fraud in the election that he'd actually won. The claims were false. The defendant knew they were false, but the defendant repeated and widely disseminated them anyway, making his knowingly false claims appear legitimate. Uh, and then the very next paragraph says the defendant has a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud in the election that he'd won. He was also entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means, such as seeking recounts or audits by popular vote. So it's it's just kind of weird. It's weird that it's like he did this and this and this. And also that's perfectly legal and allowed to do it, but we're charging him anyway. So we'll, again, get into the intricacies of this indictment and the absurdity that comes to light when you actually read it. We'll also just revisit the 2020 election a little bit as well. Because, again, all of this is predicated on the 2020 election being totally legitimate and cool and fine. And they keep referencing, as you just heard Jack Smith say, that what Trump did undermined the bedrock foundation of our democracy, which is the ability to vote and have that vote counted and know that that vote is being treated equally to all the others, which is – Exactly like that is what was destroyed by the actions of the Democrats and their corporate partners like Mark Zuckerberg in the 2020 election with mail-in ballots by superseding the state legislators and having secretaries of state or other unauthorized people unilaterally change the voting system without any oversight, without any guarantees that the new system would be as safe 
or safer than the old system. They absolutely determined the uh, they absolutely destroyed the confidence that anybody could have in their electoral process because for months ahead of the election batches of ballots were found in dumpsters ballots were being delivered 10 of them to a single home uh there's no id verification allowed i mean they upended the entire electoral system unilaterally without lawful precedent without reason all because of a virus that by the way they created in a lab and released on purpose and then imposed lockdowns in blatant disregard of the scientific evidence that that wouldn't help but it did give them the excuse to do the mail-in ballots that they used to cheat anyway so it is it is just the most mind-boggling projection you've ever seen of people who destroyed the electoral system in this country wrote articles about it time magazine bragged about it explained how they did it it's not confusing at all and then somebody donald trump who questions the results of this completely upended and reimagined electoral process he's the one being charged and being blamed for undermining this ultimate bedrock of democracy it would be funny if it wasn't our country being stolen from us right out in the open so let's go now to uh, Donald Trump's response to this. Clip number 13. Here's Trump's statement on this new indictment. Here it is. The country is in a very dark place right now. But even after everything the deep state has done to me, I will never give up on America. Mark my words. In 2024, we will win back the White House. We will make America great again. I have no doubt about it. They come at me from left. They come at me from right. The rhinos, the communists, the Marxists, the fascists, we will not only survive, we will be stronger than ever before. We're fighting a fight like nobody ever thought possible, and we're winning. We won in 2016. We had a rigged election in 2020, but got more votes than any sitting president. We're going to win like never before. And we're going to make America great again. I can truly say, I believe, better than ever before. Thank you for all of your support and for all of your prayers. Now, again, these indictments, these trials are certainly having a massively negative impact on the Trump campaign. That's the point of them. If this follows the same path that Jack Smith's uh, previous accomplishments have, then you know, it'll, it'll bankrupt Trump. It'll maybe send him to jail for a while, and then it'll be overturned as it's revealed that it was completely uh, fraudulent. And, you know, they don't want to set a, a bad precedent. They just want to do this to Trump, and then, you know, then it doesn't really matter. Like, once they get Trump out of the race, once they destroy him politically and bankrupt him and demoralize everybody who supports him, then, like, they can let him out, and it, does, it doesn't really, you know, overturn it, send it to the higher court. Oh, this whole thing was fraudulent. Let him go. Uh, but it, he'll already have been destroyed politically by that point which which is the uh true design of this but that being said even if he is convicted even if he's sent to jail you can get elected president from jail and you can pardon yourself like there's nothing in this that would stop trump from being president it will just hobble him completely right it'll force him and this is the point of it right he's got what four different random pending cases in four different jurisdictions the amount of money this costs the amount of energy this costs and attention this costs 
will make it impossible for him to effectively carry out a campaign for his pres- for the presidency, which again is the point because this is a strictly political, clearly corrupt, actual threat to the foundation of our democracy. And again, we'll get into some of the other responses and get into the nitty-gritty of the indictment itself on the other side. I do want to remind you that this is part of a singular, unified, monolithic pattern taking place in not just politics but the corporate world as well. InfoWars also has been subject to these types of hobbling lawsuits and attempts to prevent us from doing what we do. And you can fight back against that directly by going to InfoWarsStore.com. We will continue to address these fabricated indictments, continue to press for the truth and defend the rights of the American people to not have their country go to war against them. Or if they do, to expect to lose. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, uh, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from, made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country that's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier, 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, now even a lower price. Rebels in. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We'll open up the phone lines for your calls in the next hour, but let's go through some of the responses to what has been the seemingly biggest indictment so far. I'm centering around January 6th. I also want, to, like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I know I've brought this up um, quite a bit. 
I really think it's important to illustrate, you know, just how orchestrated all of this has been. That they probably could have cheated in a way that would have flown under the radar. That would have made all of claims of voter fraud ridiculous. They didn't do that. And it really did seem to me early on that they were like playing to lose on purpose. Even people like Tim Pool, I used to watch his coverage of uh, the election all through 2020. And even he kept being like, are the Democrats trying to lose? Like, what is going on here? Why are why is this campaign so bad? Why are they making so many mistakes that seem like they're willfully losing? I would always say, like, it, they really are. They really are trying to lose. They really are trying to set it up to where they do not win legitimately. They cheat to win. It's obvious. They, you know, prevent any actual investigation into it. They prevent any, you know, actual questioning of it. But they do it in such a way that, like, to Trump supporters, it's just obvious that they cheated. Because what they want is not just to win the presidency in a legitimate matter, right? These people that care about our democracy and uh, the voting is the foundation of our – they didn't want to just win the election, have Trump concede – and then stick around and be in the background totally you know, unfettered by lawsuits or whatever. What they wanted was to have to, – to cheat in such a blatant way that it pissed Trump off, it pissed Trump supporters off. They wanted to create a violent backlash because this is the way that they work, similar to the Friends of Democracy um, documents that have been leaked showing you know, Antifa using Black Lives Matter – creating on purpose violent interaction so that they could have what they call a a feedback loop of violence against police, police violence against protesters, you know, feeding into a sense of chaos and and everything being out of control so they can justify, you know, federal involvement in local police forces so they can centralize control in D.C. over all the local police stations. Like they are not – they in no way were trying to avoid – a violent backlash. They were trying to foster it, create it, and ensure it. And that all culminated in January 6th, where they, you know, uh, withheld the appropriate number of police that would have been necessary to defend the Capitol, where they had the fake pipe bomb that just gone essentially totally uninvestigated. No hope whatsoever of ever finding who the pipe bomber was, but it, it was a convenient way to actually get all of the senators and congressmen out of the Capitol prior to the planned violence at the Capitol, planned by Capitol Police and the FBI and the under, undercover agents and the Antifa contingents that were there undercover. Like all of this was orchestrated, all of this was carried out by design. And again, I would I would think that this would be too much for even the globalists to like orchestrate and carry out or plan. But it's also it was also completely foreseeable. As I foresaw uh, all the way back on uh, in August of 2020, back when people were still wondering how long the lockdown would last. And I don't know if you all remember this through through the summer of 2020. It was 
constantly being extended by just little bits and little bits, right? Two weeks to slow the spread. Okay, well, we're going to push it a little bit farther. Okay, all of June, we're going to be in lockdown, but July will be out. Okay, July, we're going to be down. August came around, they, people were going, this can't go on much longer. It's been f- four months already. I can't believe it. Gee, are we going to make it to six months under lockdown? That would be crazy. And it was an obvious sort of calculus to run to go, okay, all of this is about getting the mail-in ballots, most of it at least. It's about getting the mail-in ballots so they could cheat. Okay, once they get the mail-in ballots and cheat, it's going to be obvious that they're cheating, and that's going to piss off the Trump supporters. The Trump supporters are going to want to rise up in some way to oppose this. Also, they gotta they got to show up in person because they've been censored online. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it destroyed the entire campaign. I mean, going back, you know, I, I'm sure Trump would have done things differently. I think he would have probably not hesitated to deploy the National Guard to destroy the Black Lives Matter riots that were actually an insurrection, actually causing massive damage, actually hurting the American people and focused entirely on like looting private stores rather than ever actually going to like the capitals where the people who make the decisions that they're supposedly protesting work and operate. But you also probably and would be justified in doing so cancel the 2020 election. Just say, look, things are too crazy right now. There's no way we could ever trust the results of this election, so we're not going to have one. Because that's true, and that's what happened. I mean, we don't need to go through all of the various lies and deceptions that were carried out because of the mail-in ballot program. But by acting like this never happened, they're able to carry this off. Like, I guess the way to think about this is there's two possibilities. And you can consider each one of them equally. Just in a, in a fantasy realm, what if the election was totally legitimate? What if it was perfectly valid? What if every vote that got cast got appropriately counted? I mean, this isn't true. But in fantasy world, imagine that the 2020 election was totally legitimate. Then what's the big crime? The big crime is that Trump said there were suspicious things about it. There was a a massive protest in Washington, D.C. that only got violent when police started firing munitions into a peaceful crowd. When they had like three people against a crowd of 100,000. So if the election was totally legitimate and everything Trump said about the election being fraudulent, about having won, is totally false. Again, this is fantasy world. Uh, then the, the big crime is that he questioned the election, which is not a crime because the Democrats have done that every election in my memory that they've lost. They did it in 2000, the hanging chads, right? They did it in 2016 for the entire four years. They claimed the election was illegitimate, tainted by Russian collusion, et cetera, et cetera. So like that's not a big crime. So if the election was totally legitimate and Trump just questioned it, literally exactly the same as happened to him in 2016 wouldn't be that big of a deal and none of this really makes sense if that was the case if however the election was fraudulent and was stolen then everything that's happening kind of makes perfect sense that it was the thieves of the election it was the corrupt manipulators and cheaters that undermined and hijacked our electoral process are still in power still after four years of destroying Donald Trump's presidency over false claims. 
they're now launching indictments over a protest that got out of hand. I mean, it's all absurd. It's all so totally crazy. And again, we'll get into the uh, actual. Actually, you know what we'll do is we'll start the next hour with the statement from uh, Vivek Ramaswamy since it's about five minutes long and uh, he does an excellent job. He's also filed some FOIA requests about this indictment that we'll tell you about in the next hour. But again, my prediction in uh, August of 2020 was that lockdowns would continue until the election, that Dems would use mail-in voting to blatantly cheat, Trump would call it out, refuse to concede, they would say he's refusing to accept the election and is acting like a dictator, and they would activate the military to forcibly remove him. All of these things happen. Like, how did I know? How did I know in August that this would happen? And is it so crazy that if I could have seen this pattern take place, that the people in power also could have seen how this pattern would manifest and would actually make it happen? And then, of course, it, I, I believe what they really wanted was for this to be a much bigger deal. Like, they really did want and expected January 6th to be like an armed insurrection. They were so excited to have, like, Oath Keepers, Info Warriors, and Proud Boys be heavily armed and come and try to attack and kill congressmen and senators. Like, that's really what they wanted. They did everything they could to bring about that eventuality. It didn't happen. Everybody in January 6th was unarmed. Everybody to the 99.9 percentile were totally peaceful, including QAnon Shaman and others. They didn't get exactly what they wanted, but they're charging ahead anyway. What they wanted was a violent inter- insurrection so they could launch a counter-terrorist uh, you know, military attack on Trump supporters. Now, we didn't actually get violent, but they're doing it anyway. Tell us about the products, how we support you, how we support all of ourselves and the big event coming up. Well, yeah, let's the first one, you obviously can go to MyPillow.com, use that promo code Alex. And you can get all these great discounts on all of our products. And just by visiting the site, you're going to get a $20 free gift emailed to you immediately. And there's the, the biggest special we have right now, the 20-year anniversary MyPillow for $19.98 for the queen size, normally $69.98. We're celebrating our anniversary with what my employees do, love doing best, producing and making the MyPillow. And the model of businessmen and women with can-do know-how using the money for Americana freedom to fight the globalists is what they fear. That's what the deep banking is about. That's what the financial attacks are about. That's why we've got a rush to support MyPillow.com and InfoWars.com, plus their great products at both places, because we are the tip of the spear. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. You came down to this southern town last Another sad moment in our country's history. The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ, a political party in power that is now repeatedly using police force to indict and arrest and potentially eliminate its political opponents from competition. This is a politicized prosecution. It is a political persecution through prosecution, now in a third indictment just in a matter of months against the person who is still at present the lead contender in the Republican primary for U.S. president. I want to be very clear. I am running for U.S. president in that same Republican primary. It would be easier for me 
if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That's not how I want to win. This is not about politics to me. This is about first principles. We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic-like tactics to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions freely. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? I said this in the days after January 6th, 2021, just as I say it today. Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. That was after a year where we had told people across this nation that you had to stay locked down in your house, in your basement, and shut up, sit down, do as you're told. If you question that, you're racist, you're anti-science, your social media accounts were silenced. You had to stay home and lock down unless you were part of BLM or Antifa, in which case it was perfectly fine to roam the streets of this country and burn many of them down. That was the double standard that then applied and said that if you said the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, you were again a racist and had your internet accounts shut down. You were then told you had an election where you could express yourself to put the right person in charge of fixing these problems. And instead, your accounts were suppressed if you sent a mere message saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post was real. You had your accounts locked. Even the New York Post had its own account locked. And if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak, that is when they scream. If you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And I think we are making a grave mistake in this country by trying to pin the blame for that at the feet of one man. If we refuse to learn our mistakes from, from our mistakes in the past, we are doomed to suffer an even worse fate in the future. I worry that will create a country where January 6, 2021 was a friendly parlay compared to what's actually to come. I'm running for president to make sure we don't march towards some kind of national divorce. But the first and most important step that we as candidates can take in this race is to speak and speak forcefully on the side of principle to say that even if we're competing against Donald Trump, as I am, I do not want to see him eliminated from competition using these politicized tactics. It is wrong for our country. It is wrong for our future. I call on my fellow candidates to condemn it. And I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. That's going to be a first step towards uniting our country. Absolutely incredible statement from Vivek Ramaswamy doubling down on pledge to pardon Trump says censorship is to blame for January 6th. Really a fantastic statement showing more backbone than people like Mike Pence or Ron DeSantis. The establishment would 
rather have us choose as our champion. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. We'll be opening up the phone lines for your calls this hour. I'll go ahead and do that right now. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539-1-877-789-2539-1-877-789-2539. We have a bunch of good first-time callers yesterday. So if you're a regular caller, we won't do only first-time calls today, but um, we might ask you to call back. Uh, later if you're a regular caller so if you've never been on air before please do call in today 1-877-789-2539 lots of stuff to get into with this indictment let's get into some of the responses to it first or some of the more details surrounding it first of all the judge that will be overseeing this supposedly randomly selected but what a what a coincidence she happens to be the judge who has been more brutal and less forgiving on the January 6th defendants than any other judge so far. It's from an article called Face Off with D.C. Punisher. The federal judge who will oversee former President Trump's latest criminal case is known for harshly sentencing January 6th rioters and formerly worked at a law firm associated with first son Hunter Biden. Judge Tanya Chutkin was randomly selected to oversee Trump's criminal case in the nation's capital was declared last year by the Associated Press as the, quote, toughest punisher of rioters in the 2026 insurrection, sending all 11 defendants before her behind bars. The 61-year-old judge was nominated by Barack Obama and was technically confirmed by the Senate. She previously worked for the law firm Boys Schiller Flexner, where Hunter Biden served as of counsel. From 2002 until she was confirmed as a federal judge in 2014, according to a biography. So again, they choose the judge who has most severely punished the insurrection, as they call it. Again, these terms have meanings that have to be appropriately applied. A one-day protest that gets mildly violent for a few hours in which the only people left dead at the scene are protesters murdered in cold blood by by police officers, it doesn't arise to the claim of insurrection, not by a long shot. And most of the people that she has thrown behind bars for years in some cases are people who did things like walk through the open door of the Capitol while the police were holding the door for them. The concept that, and this is again the problem. It's like you can't just deal with the indictment as it is. It's like the indictment itself is predicated on the lie that January 6th was some sort of violent insurrection, which so stupid. The only thing that could have kept Trump in office, and everybody knew this, and all of the t- talking heads, we talked about this, Trump talked about it, like the only thing, the last hope was that on January 6th, the Republicans contest the election results to allow the proceedings to take place as they were supposed to. It was the only thing that could have possibly stopped the election. So they're suggesting that by preventing the only thing that could have stopped the election, Trump's force are trying to stop the election. It makes no sense on the face of it. It is absurd, these claims. And that's not even getting into the fact that there were no – there's nobody armed and there was no organization trying to 
stop the election from happening. I mean, it just it's just all fabricated. So you can't just deal with the indictment. You have to deal with January 6th being an insurrection, totally fake. You have to deal with the reason why people, well, first of all, why the congressmen and senators were even there on January 6th to contest the election. As that was the point, and many of them had actually pledged to do just that. People like Ted Cruz said they would lodge objections. They would demand a 10-day pause and investigation before certifying the election in order to uh, investigate some of the claims that were made. They said they were going to do that, and then when the riot broke out on January 6th, uh, they decided to not lodge that complaint anymore for no, I mean, for no reason, as if you know a couple people – fighting back against police who attack them out of nowhere is somehow means the election is is legitimate now when it wasn't before i mean again this just makes no sense whatsoever and we've gone through january 6 with a fine-tooth comb over and over again showing you in the timeline of the videos from every different angle where you have a crowd of people behind the barriers not attacking anybody and then police officers from like 45 feet up just hurling grenades into the crowd to drive them into the police and create the conflict. I mean it was all orchestrated. It was all 100% orchestrated. It couldn't have been more obvious. But again, to deal with January 6th, you have to explain that the election was in fact stolen. Again, you've got two possibilities. Either the election wasn't stolen and people were protesting a legitimate election which is their right and is still perfectly legal and there's still nothing wrong with that but if the occurrence is that the election was stolen and these people were protesting a legitimate grievance with evidence and facts as as was actually the case then what has proceeded from it is the most outrageous violation of every democratic ideal that we've ever had some of the suspicious timing has been brought to people's attention. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted this. Anyone else noticing a pattern here? The corrupt bureaucrats of the Biden regime charged Trump literally the day after every single disastrous Biden crime family story. Rather than looking into the millions sent to the Biden's kids and their grandkids from virtually all of the enemies, all of our enemies, they go after political enemies knowing that their lackeys in the media will use the bogus charges to cover for Joe Biden, the most corrupt president in the history of our nation. There's no such thing as this much coincidence. And if you've been paying attention, you'll realize we've become a banana republic. It's truly disgusting. So on June 7th, the FBI released documents to Congress alleging the Bidens took a $10 million bribe from Burisma. On June 8th, the next day, Jack Smith indicts Trump in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. On July 26th, Hunter Biden goes to court and rejects a sweetheart plea deal after it was revealed the DOJ, DOJ tried to give him blanket immunity from future prosecutions. And then the very next day, July 27th, Jack Smith adds more charges for Trump in the Mar-a-Lago case. July 31st, Hunter Biden's former business partner testifies to Congress that Joe Biden was on over 20 calls with his son's business partners and Burisma executives pressured them to fire the prosecutor. And the very next day, on August 1st, first, Jack Smith indicts Trump again for January 6th. And the, the very fact that a single special prosecutor is presiding over and, and you know, carrying out both the investigation into the Mar-a-Lago documents case and the Georgia phone call and January 6th, like really, is nobody suspicious of that. I mean really, they, they literally just appoint a special prosecutor, just go after Trump, and they just say pick a card, any card. Like pick a, a thing, anything, just go after him for something. Like why one person would be in charge – of these three totally disseparate 
completely independent investigations under one person to go after Trump. Like it, it makes no sense in that it is completely fraudulent and corrupt and an obvious act of a police state going after its primary political opponent. It's dissident. I mean, even Putin isn't this obvious. Putin will do a subtle poisoning. <laughs> He'll do something subtle. This is like in your face. And again, it's a part of the programming, just like how they cheated so overtly that it was bound to piss off Trump supporters. They are now carrying out that same practice. They are charging Trump and pursuing him and persecuting him in such a blatantly, egregiously fraudulent and political way. Uh, it's almost like they're doing this on purpose to try to incite some sort of actual insurrection or, or revolution or, or rebellion, which again, it, it's hard to stay focused because even when you talk about like a coup or an insurrection, like what comes to my mind is the fact that Nancy Pelosi conspired with the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and actually announced that they had usurped the president's power as uh, commander in chief like that is an actual coup uh, that actually happened <laughs> actually the house speaker and the military conspired to deny the president his lawful authority they did that right out in the open to me the layers to this are truly astonishing We'll get into some more um, absurdities on the other side. And again, we'll, we'll read the indictment and think about whether this indictment and the terms and phrases used apply more to Donald Trump or to the Democrats who have been running with the Russia collusion lie since they invented it in 2015. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million, highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses. Back in stock, limited supply, Infowarstore.com. 30% off, and it's a very limited supply, but we have it back. Infowarsstore.com, Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver. The Infowars Life Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver has returned. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarsstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarsstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some Turbo Force, some Brain Force, and some Brain Force Ultra. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. 
The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. Right. That's love that neighbor, Welcome back, divide. folks. We'll get to your phone calls I'm shortly. That's on God. His light shine brightest in the dark. This is from uh, Greg Price on Twitter, at Greg underscore Price 11. But, you know, we'll get to that in just a second, I, because it relates to the reading of this indictment. So this is from the indictment, the, the introduction. It says, despite having lost... The defendant, Donald Trump, was determined to remain in power. So for more than two months following Election Day on November 3rd, 2022, uh, 2020, the defendant spread lies that there had been outcome determinative fraud in the election and that he had actually won. These claims were false, and the defendant knew they were false. But the defendant repeatedly, widely disseminated them anyway to make his knowingly false claims appear legitimate, create intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger, and erode public faith in the administration of the election. Now, if we go back to the beginning and change just a few minor details, you could uh, actually make sense of this. Uh, because, again, if, if the election was not legitimate, then how does this make any sense? And there has been no overarching investigation of the election. There has been no investigation, no legitimate airing of the claims in any courtroom in America, the DOJ, and, and this is widely publicized, Bill Barr and others, shut down the investigation. I mean, there were investigations into things like the Pennsylvania truck driver who testified to having brought tens of thousands of ballots from New York to Pennsylvania only to have them completely disappear outside the chain of custody. This was being investigated locally until the DOJ came in and said, this is a federal case, we'll take over from here, and then they just shuttered the investigation and, and didn't look into it. Certainly didn't take it to a courtroom of any sort. So that's happened over and over again. So while they like to assert that these claims have been adjudicated and there was no validity to any of them, there is it's just undeniable proof that these things happened. I mean... A ton of them were also thrown out without even looking at the evidence. Of course, yeah. That, were, that, we went over so many charge in pre, charges in previous shows that had been thrown out where they didn't even get to looking at the evidence. Yeah, none of, none of them were allowed to present evidence. None of them were actually called to testify. The only testi- te- uh, you know, testimonials that we have were done by independent groups who had them sign legitimate like legal affidavits under penalty of perjury making claims that they saw firsthand eyewitnessed fraud take place those things happened but they were never allowed to be so you know they like to assert that the 2020 election was totally legitimate and all the claims have been adjudicated and and found to be false that's not true it's not remotely true we have ta- like physical tangible eyewitness video all, we have all of the evidence, just mathematical evidence uh, of the inconsistencies. And again, you have to talk about this because this is all predicated on the election being totally legitimate. So if the election wasn't legitimate, if it really was stolen, then does any, is any of this wrong to have done this? Like they, they portray it with the assumed prerequisite of the election is legitimate and everybody knows that. If that's not the case, then none of these claims make any sense. It's like – just on a personal note, if uh, 
you know, if I'm accused of something, if I'm accused of like stealing something from somebody and so they come after me and they make claims about me, they say that I stole something and they try to get it back. They break into my house, try to get the thing I stole back. And if I actually stole it, then like the, none of those things are crazy. But if I didn't steal it, then it's like, hey, this person's harassing me. They're making claims that are fake. They're breaking into my house to try to steal things from me. Like it – it put, paints an entirely different light on these claims, whether the election is legitimate or not. So it's important to, to focus on whether it's legitimate or not, because if it wasn't legitimate, then how can you claim that Trump was – like what they're doing is they're saying by pointing out the fact that we stole the election, you're inciting violence. By pointing – like it's not them creating chaos by – completely changing the entire electoral process and imposing mail-in ballots without going through the legislature and having mailboxes and Harvard ballasting funded by billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg. They explained about like that's what's caused the chaos. That's what's caused the uncertainty. And this is like a, a perennial thing with Trump. It's like, it's like ubiquitous. And again, I don't understand. I don't understand people's vision on this. I saw a video yesterday, some comedian going, you know, I think people voted for Joe Biden because they just they were sick of all the chaos that Trump started, you know, the chaos surrounding Trump. And it's like Trump didn't start the chaos. Trump was chaotic in the sense that he didn't do things the way that normal candidates do. But go back over his presidency. He was perfectly respectable the entire time. I mean, nothing he said has ever been as insane as the things that Joe Biden has said. You know, Trump never said we're going to try to, you know, carry out regime change in Russia, threatening Vladimir Putin's life. Like, that's crazy. That's destabilizing. That's pushing war with nuclear power. Trump was shaking hands and crossing the border of North Korea, making peace across the board. So where was the chaos Trump was creating? It was the chaos that was created around Trump by people who hated Trump. This is what I don't get. How are you blaming the victim? How are you blaming the person who didn't do anything wrong. Like he didn't conspire with the Russians. The chaos around him was the people completely fabricating claims about him conspiring with the Russians. This is what I don't get. It wasn't Trump that created the chaos. It was the people attacking Trump that created the chaos. Just like when Trump would hold rallies and Antifa would show up and attack people, they would go, Trump's a violent person. Trump supporters caused violence at their rally. They just went to a rally. It was the other people showing up and causing the violence. So time and time again, Trump and Trump supporters and conservatives are blamed for the chaos that's created by them sending adjutants to attack Trump supporters at rallies, by them launching a false investigation into Russia and creating chaos around his entire presidency in the election, by them cheating in the election in an obvious and brazen way for which there is tangible video and audio evidence that created the outrage and the chaos and the uncertainty not the claims about the fraudulent election just time and time again the victims are blamed time and time again the people that have perfectly legitimate grievances are the ones attacked killed murdered thrown in jail for not ever having done anything wrong but for pointing out the things that the deep state has done wrong and so unbelievably infuriating so all this is to say that if you were to change a few minor details in this, you could say despite having lost, the Democrats were determined to remain in power. So for more than not just two months, but four years, following Election Day on November whatever 2016, the defendant, the Democrats spread lies that there had been outcome determined 
said of fraud, Russian collusion in the election, and that they had actually won. These claims were false. The Democrats knew they were false, but the Democrats repeated and widely disseminated them anyway to make these knowingly false claims appear legitimate, create intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger, and erode public faith in the administration of the country. Like, that's what actually happened. We actually did go through four years of anger, mistrust, division because of the knowingly false claims made by the Democrats in 2016 that laid the groundwork for everything else that has come afterwards. So again, treat this as anything other than a political persecution is absurd. The Mike Pence's and the Ron DeSantis supporters out there that are claiming otherwise, you absolute traitorous quizzlings will get what's coming. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from, made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country. It's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, now even a lower price. Rebel Zen. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Again, folks, this entire indictment is predicated on the assumption or, or rather the assertion that the 2020 election was totally legitimate and valid despite evidence. We'll show you later in the show incontrovertible evidence of fraudulent manipulation of the mail-in vote system that was imposed by fiat as a response to the lockdowns imposed by fiat, which were themselves a response to the virus that was created in a lab and released on purpose by elements of the deep state that carried out the rest of this stuff. So it's a deep and convoluted conspiracy, but a conspiracy nonetheless. And again, when you read this indictment, If the election was totally legitimate and everybody knew it, then maybe some of this would make sense. But if the election had legitimate concerns about it, then none of this makes any sense at all. It makes a lot more sense when these exact same words are applied to not just the 2016 election, as we just laid out, right? Creating a national atmosphere of mistrust and anger by making knowingly false claims about Russia collusion that they knew to be false and yet spread anyway in an attempt to undermine the duly elected president. Like, that's what actually happened in 2016, not what happened in 2020, and yet they're charging it for 2020. However, it did actually happen in 2020, 
just it wasn't Trump that did it. Greg Price has this on Twitter. Reminder, form, for, uh, 51 former intelligence officials, including five former heads of the CIA, went on record during the 2020 election to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. We later learned that not only was the laptop in fact real, but they did it in coordination with Joe Biden's campaign, and a few of them have even admitted they did it because they wanted Joe Biden to win. Not only have none of these been charged with, quote, conspiracy to defraud the United States, but all of them still have their security clearances today. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So it's not just that, well, Trump did it and they did it, and Trump's the only one getting charged. Trump didn't do this. They did do this. Trump's being charged. They're not. It's entirely separate, different, and worse. So we're going to go out to your phone calls here in just a second. And I know Sean from California wants to talk about um, a topic that we actually have a video about. So we'll go to that video first. Before we go to that video, I want to go to a video of Van Jones on CNN explaining the fact that candidates are, in fact, allowed and in some cases are legally obligated to oppose election results that are contentious or questionable. So let's go now to clip number 12. Here's Van Jones on CNN explaining how candidates are legally allowed to question elections. Vice President. Federal law says all election disputes at the state level need to be wrapped up by December 8th so the electors can cast their ballots on December the 14th. Now, each state governor has got to certify the electors' votes and then send them on to Congress. So the results aren't official until the new Congress counts those ballots on January the 6th. Now, it's usually a straightforward process, but let's say one of the candidates questions the legitimacy of the state's count the governor could choose not to certify the electors' votes. Or, though this is really unlikely, the state legislature could decide to contest the election and send a different count to Congress, meaning Congress could end up with no results or with competing results from the same state. Now, that's a violation of federal law, so Congress would no longer have to honor that state's electors at all. Now, the House and the Senate can then decide which result is valid or throw out the votes from that state altogether. Now, I know you think I'm crazy, but this actually happened. It was 1876, shortly after the Civil War. Samuel Tilden won the popular vote, but there were 19 electoral votes in dispute. Congress had to step in and broker a compromise. Rutherford Hayes was eventually named president in exchange for the end of Reconstruction and the withdrawal of federal troops from the South. Here's where things get even more interesting. If a candidate still doesn't have a majority of electoral votes by the end of this process, the 12th Amendment says the House of Representatives decides who will be president, and each state delegation gets one vote. The Senate picks the vice president. No matter what happens, somebody has got to take the oath of office on January 20th. So help me God. If both the president and the vice president are still undecided, the speaker of the house temporarily gets that job. So again, what was cho- what President Trump was attempting to do was perfectly constitutional, perfectly valid, and would have worked if not for the instigation of a riot on January 6th that caused a bunch of the people that were going to lodge complaints like Ted Cruz to withdraw their complaints and instead certify the election despite knowing that there were major questions about the election. And in fact, you know, Mike Pence was one of these. I just put in a video from uh, Mike Pence on, on 
January 4th. Maybe we'll, we'll get back to that. But uh, I do want to go to Sean's call before we do, because I know this is what he wants to talk about. Uh, Trump's attorney, perhaps a former attorney, talks about how this could actually backfire as all of the claims of voter fraud that were prevented from being adjudicated or looked into in 2020 might now be reopened as because of this case, his lawyers now have subpoena power to actually demand some of the evidence that was withheld in 2020. So let's go now to clip number seven. Here's uh, Trump's attorney. What's, what's the pushback to that? Very easy and very simple. It's not just issues of fraud. It's also the fact that procedures were changed. Undeniably so, that procedures at the state level were, were changed without the ability of the legislature to weigh in. And what President Trump was raising when he asked Vice President Pence to send it back to the state legislatures was to give the legislature in each state of those contested states one last chance to make a determination. Because the reality is that the state legislatures in every state has the ultimate responsibility for qualifying electors. So what Mr. Trump did was exactly uh, constitutionally uh, precise and and, and in order. There was nothing legal about that. and, And he was required to take steps as president of the United States to ensure that that election was held in a valid way. Uh, All of that now is being criminalized. The one thing I will say though, in 2020, Mr. Trump's campaign had a few weeks to gear up and present evidence and it was very difficult. We now have the ability in this case to issue our own subpoenas and we will relitigate every single issue in the 2020 election in the context of this litigation. It it, it gives President Trump an opportunity that he has never had before, which is to have subpoena power since January 6th in a way that can be exercised in federal court. So there you go. Indictment of Donald Trump is a terribly tragic day and shows speech now criminalized, that according to the Trump attorney as well. So they may actually be able to go back and look at some of these claims because, again, if the 2020 election was fraudulent, which it was undeniably, I mean, we have all the proof of the – Uh, fraudulent stuff, but also just the imposition of mail-in ballots itself was done outside constitutional authority, should not have been counted, should not have been allowed. I mean, they just say like, well, it was an emergency, so we did it anyway. That's not an excuse. If you can prove the election was fraudulent, then none of this indictment makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, Let's go to Sean in California. Sean, uh, what is your comment on this? Morning, Harrison. Am I coming in clear today? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, first, I want to comment that uh, Judge Tanya, I can't even pronounce her last name at the moment. I don't know if you've seen her publicity photo, but she's got them crazy eyes like Brian Stelter does. So I'm not yeah. saying uh, I wouldn't pick her for a babysitter, but uh, I definitely would keep her away from kids. You know what I mean? Yes. I uh, do. Yeah. Take a look at that photo. Look at the eyes. It's always in the eyes, like they say in Scarface. And uh, you're correct in bringing up uh, Trump's uh, defense attorney talking about relitigating. Relit- litigating uh, the election. They haven't been able to get any of this evidence into the court. Now, Donald Trump can use all of this evidence that's been collected over the last, what, three years, two years, as his defense. And there's another thing that we're missing out on, the uh, documents scandal of him having documents supposedly relating to Iran. What if he happened to get a hold of those because maybe it had something to do with somebody who sent pallets of cash over to Iran and has loose ties to the Muslim Brotherhood? would be a shame if uh, those documents were also made public in that particular trial. So I'm not saying there's sporty chess going on, 
But in terms of discovery, Trump has the Trump cards this time. It could be it could be very interesting moving forward. And again, even if he's convicted, he can still be elected president. That'd be kind of awesome running from prison. So it could not be as bad as uh, it seems at the moment. We'll be right back. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from, made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country that's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, not even a lower price. Rebel Zen. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. American Journal, InfoWars.com, InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support this outlet as we have been Really on the forefront of the election uh, fraud coverage and absolutely everything else. And, of course, we also are paying the price for January 6th as the investigation has attempted to uh, portray InfoWars as some sort of instigators in a coup. And they're attempting to use that as well as other lawfare means to bring us down. So please do support us as we paid the price for our support, and we only ask that you help to undo some of the persecution against us by going to InfoWarsStore.com and keeping us on the air. Now we'll go out to your phone calls here again shortly. We'll be joined by Tyler Nixon at 1030 Central Time to discuss what's going on here. But I want to do, um, I want to do a couple things. First, I want to well, – first, I just want to read this statement by Vivek Ramaswamy. Somebody reposted this saying, and, you know, with with this action that Vivek did, he has done more than the entirety of the Republican Congress himself. 
Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says, I just filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Justice following its failure to substantially substantively respond to my Freedom of Information Act to uncover what White House officials, including President Joe Biden, communicated to Merrick Garland and Jack Smith about the unprecedented indictment in the classified documents case of former U.S. president and one of Joe Biden's political opponents in the 2024 presidential election. I'm also filing a separate FOIA request with the DOJ to uncover any similar communications relating to the just-issued January 6th Trump indictment, we should demand accountability and transparency. In U.S. versus Alvarez, he says, the Supreme Court held that political candidates have a First Amendment right to knowingly make inaccurate statements. If you're going to indict a former president and leading presidential candidate, it better not be based on unprecedented legal theory. Further, it's more than a stretch to call something criminal if somebody is seeking legal counsel from their own lawyers. Jack Smith has created a dangerous precedent by criminalizing the behavior of Trump's lawyers who offered him legal advice, labeling them co-conspirators instead. This jeopardizes the future of our legal system. If we fail to admit the truth, January 6th will be just a preview of far worse to come. We must reunite in this country, but the path forward will not be easy. And you have to agree with that. Now, in the indictment, uh, he, they routinely mention January 6th being the time that certification is supposed to happen or the time when you're supposed to lodge complaints. And they repeatedly and only refer to President uh, Vice President Pence uh, as a ceremonial role. Every time they mention President uh, Vice President Pence and his role as President of the Senate, uh, they reassert that it's uh, somehow a ceremonial role. He doesn't actually have any power, which is false and wrong and unconstitutional, but they keep asserting that. And of course, Mike Pence himself has come out and made statements uh, basically against Donald Trump, saying that, uh, well, if anybody puts themselves above, this is Mike Pence's statement here. Mike Pence today issued the following statement on news of former President Trump's indictment. Today's indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States, saying I will have more to say about the government's case after reviewing the indictment. The former president is entitled to the presumption of innocence, but with this indictment, his candidacy means more talk about January 6th and more distractions, as if that's his fault. As if him being charged for this, it's somehow his fault that it's being brought up. Ridiculous and traitorous and weaselly and transparent and political suicide for that matter. But that's not what he was saying back on the days before January 6th. In fact, here is Mike Pence two days before the insurrection telling Trump supporters, telling the American people that he knows that there are questions about fraud in the 2020 election and that on january 6th they will bring these up contest them investigate them and making all the promises that he now says make you ineligible to be president here is mike pence on january 4th 2021 you know i know we all we all got our doubts about the last election oh do we and i want to assure you i share the concerns of millions of americans about oh, you do. voting irregularities mm, interesting And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. So there you go. Uh, Vice President Pence, two days before January 6th, promising that on January 6th, they would hear the objection. They would have their day in Congress to resolve these obvious inconsistencies in the 2020 election. Quite a bit of a change in tune. Why is he not being charged as well? That's, that's a good question, isn't it? So before we go 
out to your phone calls, I want to just play two videos because this indictment routinely, again, asserts that the 2020 election was totally valid. And they even mention, he says, uh, that President Trump spread lies about election fraud, including dozens of specific claims that there had been substantial fraud in certain states, such as that large numbers of dead, non-resident, non-citizen, or otherwise ineligible voters had been cast, or the voting machines had changed votes for the defendant to votes for Biden. They say these claims were false, and the defendant knew they were false, and they talk about how you know they were using mail-in ballot as an excuse to question the legitimacy of the election. Now, I made a little compilation months before the election of 2020. And again, the point of this is to show you the overwhelming number of inconsistencies, questionable events, uh, proven voter fraud that occurred in the months leading up to the election because of the mail-in ballots. And you see just a bunch of headlines flash on the screen. Feel free to pause at any point, read the article. Like every single one of them is a different case. Every single one of them is a different piece of evidence from across the country of the thousands and thousands and thousands of exactly what he said, dead people uh, receiving ballots, non-residents receiving ballots, people finding pallets of ballots on the side of the road being discarded after having been filled out. So again, you you won't be able to read all these headlines, but you'll get a, a good image of just how messed up this electoral system was by the actions of the Democrats, the actions of the lockdowners, the actions of the corporate masters like Zuckerberg as they poured millions of dollars into this mail-in ballot scam that actually undermined our election, that actually created the chaos and division that they're now blaming on Donald Trump. Here is a little video I did called Mail-in Ballots Are Totally Legit and There's Nothing Wrong. You have been charging for months that mail-in balloting is going to be a disaster. You say it's rigged, that it's going to lead to fraud. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. 100,000 ballots rejected, FBI found some mail-in ballots in the trash, mailed to a cat, uh, that guy was uh, convicted, 50,000 double voters, 140,000 receive absentee ballots, just goes on and on. It's an infinite number of stories with thousands of ballots, each one, tens of thousands in some cases. Every single one of these is some massive issue with mail-in ballots that they are now saying we're totally false and that Trump knew they were false, even though they're totally real and these are all mainstream media articles. 100% mainstream media. Memory sticks stolen. Ballasting. 18,000, 7,000, 100,000, 110,000, 200,000. I mean, every single one of these stories is unique. Every single one of these stories is a this different is a story. This is a horrible thing for our country. There is no, this is not, there is no this is not going to end well. So there you go. They claim that these statements are all totally false when I just showed you a compilation of about 120 mainstream media articles talking about the problems with mail-in ballots. They created this issue. They created this problem. But as a final thing, I want to go to clip number four here, start at 851. Uh, this is an audio recording of uh, vote counters in Detroit being trained to cheat in the mail-in election. Let's watch. It says step six, count challenge ballots, destroy provisional ballots. Again, this is a training course that ballot observers went through. 
All right, we'll pick this up on the other side. Be right back. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million, highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses. Back in stock, limited supply, InfoWarsStore.com, 30% off. And it's a very limited supply, but we have it back. InfoWarsStore.com, Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet, Colloidal Silver has returned. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarsstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarsstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some turbo force, some brain force, and some brain force ultra. 